Hey, Epoch, I found this story. Uh, it says that it's set in Thelmian, but it sounds different from that story Acolyte Braden read not too long ago. It says something about a big city and magic and a, a murder? Actually, that does sort of sound like the temple. Ah, yes, the alley. This story is set in a Thelmian still brimming with life and mystery. Although... There still are some shadows. Shadows that hide criminals and ne'er-do-wells in tiny nooks of the massive city of Xantheon. The characters in this story will help solve a murder, and maybe even learn a lesson. Or not. Why don't you give it a read to our traveler here, and tell me what you learn. It's dark. Nighttime. Back alleys of Xantheon. The biggest, beautifulest, boldest city in all of the continent. Or, so they say. We catch ourselves in a tight little back alley, drenched with rainwater. It's been coming down for a day or so. Looks like it might be on the way out, but hard to tell. And then, some footsteps clambering down the alleyway, splashing through some puddles. Another set, not too far behind. Labored breathing as a hand scrapes across a brick wall blood smeared left behind. Somebody, a window, somewhere else, hears what they think might be somebody running, hard to tell. And then a collapse, a thud, into a puddle. Who could this be? What could have happened in the alley? I'm Kyle. <laughs> I'm joined with uh, Braden and Caleb. This is a fantasy noir set one shot with the Deathbringer rule set, which, uh, I don't know, we'll link it or whatever. That is not looping very well. Uh, Deathbringer rule set, which we'll link that, I'm assuming. I would probably be nice to give some credit to the creator but uh absolutely shout out dungeon craft for sure yeah we'll just uh set the scene and i guess we'll uh, jump right in the rain fades out as the sun comes up on a beautiful xantheon day well beautiful for everybody but a deceased man with dried blood around him, laying dead in an alleyway. A large individual, rotund, kind of plump, with some thinning hair, but a large mustache. Wearing a nice little suit, but definitely seems maybe a bit tight on him. Maybe doesn't want to trade up, unsure. With a monocle and a hat, 
standing in the alleyway. Chief Alabaster of the Xantheon Bureau of Investigation. They work for the city. While the city watch is busy, the ZBI steps in to solve larger cases or longer cases. I already love this. Yes. City watch can't be there all the time, so... That's where Alabaster and his team comes in. As he sort of tugs at his tight little shirt, just standing there with his hands in his pocket, looking around at the body as a one city watch kind of tries to keep the back alley clean as every now and again some people walk by and maybe look down, see that you all are standing there. He goes, <clears throat> oh, I just... Uh, Never gets easier looking at a dead body in an alley, I'll tell you that. But, uh... Guess we got two best ones on the case, I suppose, uh... Well, I do suppose you're right there, sir. Well, alright. Don't get ahead of yourself there, kid, but, uh... Smoking my pipe with my back to the two of them, looking at the alley in the day of the city. Have the city, uh, you know, kind of opening up around us. Alabaster goes, Not gonna find any clues. <laughs> Not looking at the body there. Old timer. Uh, As he gestures over to your character, Braden. Sure. Uh, yeah, feel free to go ahead and describe As I spin things. around in kind of a almost like stone gray kind of uh, pea coat almost, but a raincoat with like this, the sash that kind of runs through the loops to tie it around my waist, wearing a disheveled old kind of suit underneath, necktie, not even tied all the way up, just kind of loose, keeping it nice and casual when you would think I shouldn't. Um, like a 61 in my early 60s kind of human, uh, big kind of Ron Swanson gray mustache, piercing blue eyes, really big, thick eyebrows that almost, like, almost like you could took my mustache and stapled two smaller ones over my, over my eyes. Turn around hitting a pipe, got a wide brimmed kind of fedora style hat on, take a drag from my pipe and kind of blow the smoke out into the alleyway. And I'll say, uh, never gets any easier. Especially not with a bunch of puddles all in the alley blocking everything we can see. Why don't we let this newcomer take a good look? Then I'll, I'll kind of shake my pipe over to you and even pass it to you. Yeah. Makes it a little easier, friend. Actually, I uh, can't say I've seen you out on the street and on the beat before. Uh, you new to the uh, the bureau? Take a few puffs. Well, uh, new is a, a bit of a subjective term, but uh, some might say. Yes. <laughs> and though some might be... Uh, just about everybody. Everybody, yeah. Alright, well, why don't you quit busting my chops and tell me what your name is. Well, my name is Here Josiah. <laughs> my name is Josiah Josiah. Son, did you just say you had two first names? Uh, no, sir. I... I've got a first name and a last name, and they just happen to be the same. Alabaster, where are you finding these kids, huh? 
So I take the pipe back and it's Mom, out. And I dump the ash into the alleyway. I gave myself a, <laughs> a middle name as well. If you say Josiah, I Some, swear to the gods above, you better not be. The. You're telling me your fucking name is Josiah the Josiah. Well, uh, that is what I, I personally named my middle name. My parents didn't give me fat words. Okay, okay, I, all right, son. You know what, I, uh, yeah, who cares? It's all I, about what you as, do. As Alabaster's voice uh, changes, because <laughs> he can't, almost like he can't remember what his accent was. <laughs> goes <laughs> Josiah the Josiah hits you for a fucking loop huh? <laughs> alright um, I'm just gonna call you JJ then. I kinda like that kinda like that a lot, I actually I ain't never heard nobody call me that now before all about it as he just kind of runs his hands through what little bit of thinning hair he has on his head. Almost his hair forms like a crescent moon <laughs> on top of his head. Well, all right. Um, anyway, as he pulls out a small little piece of parchment, unfolds, and he says, little bit of info we can get on this one right here. Looks like um, human male, roughly 30s. Mm. I'd say some kind of business attire. I'll leave that up to you to decide. And um, uh, looks like stabbed right in the gullet and bled out right here. Mm -hmm. Like I said, though, um, there's a reason there's two of you on the case right now. It's because I got plenty of paperwork back at the office. So uh, I'll leave you to it. Don't worry. Detective Crane. And our newly appointed detective, JJ, will be on the case. I'd like to make an investigation check on the body. Yeah, you, See if uh, I can discern what the murder weapon might have been. Just from what you can see walking up on it without a roll, you see a sort of olive complexion uh, male laid face down on the ground, face in a puddle, uh, eyes closed, hair greased over to one side. Uh, wearing maybe not formal business attire, but maybe some kind of work business attire. Definitely like a, a button shirt, has a, a tie that looks loose, some pants and some suspenders on. Uh, sleeves rolled, and then you can see some blood pooled in a little bit of a um, small little bit of water underneath where the stomach would be as he's face down. But yeah, you can roll investigation check. Anything? I'll take... Uh... I'll take these strange, uh, they almost look like uh, like leather riding gloves that on the inside have, uh, each one has a different kind of arcane inscription like sewn into the leather. I'll take my right one off and kind of tuck it in my pocket, yeah, and then just kind of get close to the body and, uh, yeah, make an investigation check. Ooh, yeah, it's 22. That's good. Uh, what are you trying to investigate specifically? The, I would like to look at the point of entry. If he's laying face down, correct? Are we allowed to disturb the crime scene any further than this? You or? all are, yes. I'll flip the body over, and since it's something specific, I'll investigate the entry point of the weapon. I want to discern if it, what kind of weapon it might be. Okay. Uh, you see what looks like three or four cuts through the shirt into the stomach, and it looks like small little slits, you'd suppose. 
So they they're slashing wounds, not stab wounds. Just hit in the stomach. Uh, yes, kind of. Um, on the if you were if he's laying down, I forgot what the words are. It's like dorsal. And, I don't know, whatever. But if he's laying down on the ground, the right side of his, and you're looking at him, the right side of his stomach, over to the side of his belly button, you would assume it looks like it would be a stab wound. Like there were three or four stabs. Like they just went in the shirt real quick and got three or four good jabs on him. Hmm. I'll say, uh, hey, JJ, see if we can find multiple footprints here. This might have been a, might not have been a one-man job. Or if it was, he was really quick. Look here, and I'll point to the wounds that I, I just, just saw with my investigation. Looks like we got, so that means there's four points of entry. One in the chest and three on the side, correct? One stab and three slashing wounds? So no, I thought he was just... stabbed in the chest. I thought you said he was uh, stabbed in the gullet, which I thought was something great. Right? Gullet, your belly. He stabbed in the belly. I don't so know. He, so he was stabbed once and slashed three times. He was stabbed. He was never slashed. He was stabbed three times in the stomach. Oh, I, I, when you said cutting wounds, I was thinking of like no, no, no. Yeah. Okay, so, so then he, he was, was stabbed three times in the stomach. That, from what you can tell. Okay, so the three was all. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll show him the wounds. Yeah, you can see them plain as day. You kind of maybe unbutton a couple buttons on the shirt and pull it up a little bit. And you can see that there's clearly three cuts right through the linen of the shirt into the stomach where it would go. And they are... Blood has kind of... I want to see specifically what Cantrip is able to do. If it has any examples. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, when you roll the body over too, you can see that there is a pool of blood underneath where that wound was, and you can see trickles that maybe go down the alley, like maybe I'll point five that feet, out to him five as well. feet back. I want to make an investigation check on the body to see if there's any identification or any distinguishing marks. Or uh, yeah. Oh, if he's going to do that, then I'll instead of pointing out the trail of blood, I'll follow that and let him have some time. Okay. The body. Uh, yeah, do an investigation check. Ooh, uh, that's only a 12. Yeah. 12's good. Uh, yeah, you kind of maybe feel around in his pockets a little bit, maybe check his wrists, anything, see if he had any bands on or anything. You uh, get in the pocket, and you find what is a, uh, a loose wallet that you pull out, and there is nothing in it other than a small piece of paper and that's it. It looks like if maybe this was a robbery, it looks like they cleaned him out. His other pocket is turned inside out. Hmm. Okay. What's the? What's the? Is there anything written on the piece of paper? Uh, you fold it open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like it's just a, a bunch of little tiny sketches of what look like. Let me sketch it for you real quick, and then I'll describe it. Oh, so a piece of shit. It's a tiny little uh, parchment where it looks like maybe somebody was a sketching kite? on it a bunch, and it looks like a a kite-shaped diamond where kite? the bottom is longer, and it has like a tail, but it's just a, a bunch of different variations of that on this little piece of paper. And then, yeah, like I said, his other pockets turned out, and the only mm -hmm. thing you find in that wallet, in his wallet, is that. And up in the corner, you see the name... Tyron Pinquill. Am I to, well, yeah, am I to presume that this is his name? Um, perhaps. Uh, you know what, that's our first lead, at least. 
while he's looking at all that's going on, I would like to see where the blood trail leads and see if I can find any footprints or any sort of any idea where these attackers okay. assailants might have gone. Uh, yeah. Uh, investigation? Yeah. yeah, do an investigation check. Hey, that's 30, hey, 30, 20. Yeah. Uh, you kind of follow. Hey, it doesn't high, look maybe. like a bunch of blood, but you can see some drops of blood that scatter down maybe five, ten feet. Uh, you kind of wade around. the. It's not a super wide alley. It's maybe eight feet wide, maybe ten. But any, with, uh, the, with the things back here, there's some empty barrels and some boxes and just. Are things. any of these? Are any of these a jar? Any of these? Any of these waste receptacles? But perhaps. Um, as you get a little, as you follow this trail, you see the blood kind of stops, maybe 15 feet down, and you can see a hand smear of blood across the wall to the side, and you see. I'd a, like to use Cantrip to. Uh, I'll pull out. Is it dark in this alley? Since it's still, is it early morning? Uh, yes, it's very early morning. The I'll sun take, has uh, yet to completely crest. I'll take a short candle out and use cantrip to light my candle with one of my... I'll put that glove back on and kind of uh, light the, the candle. Cast cantrip. I, it doesn't specify, but I will. Why not? Mm, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, I put the very experimental kind of uh, ZBI given to sanctioned gloves to me and kind of... Light the candle up and try to get some light on the blood. Uh, yeah, it definitely looks like it would be a male hand equivalent to probably this individual's hand in size, and it looks like and it it's was, fur. Like if his body is here, is it further down the alley or yeah? You the other way? you follow the blood trail maybe fifteen feet out, and then it's right there on the wall. There's like a couple barrels right there, and it looks like the hand maybe. Would you say you got like a 20 on that roll? Dirty 20, yeah. Yeah, it looks like he put the hand there and it was covered in, like it left a pretty heavy imprint and then it smeared. Like he had propped himself up on the wall there for a minute. So body is away from the handprint. Hey, JJ, I think I found something. Very interesting. I believe I found something as well. It's good to hear. Alabaster, looks like you found a good one. I'll come back down to you with the candle lit. What do you got? Take a, take a look at this. I'll show you the. Uh, I'll sketch. take it and kind of hold it by the candle. Obviously, not close enough to burn it. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see the thing. You can describe it if you want to. Yeah, I'll well, just show you. Looks like this right here. It's a bigger than a whole lot of those. And uh, do I recognize this symbol? Um. Being older and experienced in crime, I don't know. Roll check. Okay, so that's a if it's using intelligence, that's a fifteen. Not really. It kind of looks like this guy just like sketching these like little diamonds with tails. Maybe he liked kites. Maybe he. What about the name Ty uh, Tyron Penquill that's on there? Uh, that's if that's connected to anything, you've never heard that name. Is Alabaster still here in the alley? Yeah, he's talking to the City Watch, kind of keeping the riffraff from coming back into the alley. I'll give him the candle. Actually, before I talk to Alabaster, I'll say, uh, we'll talk to the Chief about who this Alabaster fellow is. Let me show you something. Strange. As I'll walk you down the alley where the blood smear is. Now, how in the God's name did he get this blood smear here? 
but his body's back there. Doesn't make any sense. The body had to have been planted. Well, how, how far away is it's body? maybe it's like fifteen feet away. You notice tiny little blood marking trail that goes about fifteen feet out and then to where the handprint was on the wall. And look at this. Right here in the middle. He stopped for a minute trying to catch his breath before the before his wounds, I imagine, took hold and you see him fall. How did his body get back there? Is there blood on the ground where he would have fallen, like a pool of blood? I'll hold right the candle there? down around the floor because I didn't check that. Uh, roll a. I'll give him a Deathbringer die too. Yeah, roll a. Roll a nature check. So wisdom, intelligence. intelligence. Uh, I'll give you a DB on that too. That's Go eleven. <laughs> hey, it's all 12. good. Uh, you kind of look down, and with a little bit of the flame from the candle glinting off of the wet alley street back here, the wet alley floor, you can kind of make out a little bit where maybe a little bit of blood had pulled here, and maybe some of the water had washed it away. But it's hard to tell if maybe he landed here, and then the blood started to pull, or if he was just standing here, and it was just pouring out of him, and then it washed away, and then he took some more steps down the road until he met his demise. Well, those wounds didn't look like the killer so, blow. This is something that I needed to clarify before mm-hmm. that I was trying to figure out. So, from where he's laying face down, right? Mm-hmm. If I was to take him and stand him back up right now, mm-hmm. would his right hand be on that wall? Well, as if he was walking further in the alley and then he collapsed? Or is it the other way around, as if he was trying to walk back into the street to get help and that hand was on? It was as the way he was facing, it's almost like he was trying to get to the street. And then, I gotcha. and then he fell right there. I gotcha. Okay, so in that case, that changes what I would have told him. I was under the impression it was like he had fallen down here, but then just how he was laying was he was facing into the alley. I no, gotcha. yeah. I gotcha. Sorry, okay. I should have. Oh, no, I just wanted to make sure because that now that's going to change yeah, a lot. Because basically, that makes to, more sense. If you had like, to say it, be, say you guys were at the handprint. And then just relative to your direction, north 15 feet is the body laying there. And then maybe... And his head is facing the alley. Facing north. And then like five feet forward, 10 feet forward, five feet to the left is the end of the alley where it pokes out into the street. And Alabaster and a city watch are standing there keeping the the street. Oh, so the alley is like an L-shaped. Yes. Okay, so it's not just a straight And it keeps going further back some ways for a long ways. And I mean... I gotcha. In that case, I wouldn't have made. I wouldn't have said that about it not making any sense of him being back there, just blood like that. I would have just been like, "Look at the blood. <laughs> Look, there's blood on the wall." Here, you take this candle. See if you can find anything while I go talk to Alabaster. I, I will do that. Yeah. Good work. If I give him like a pat on the shoulder. We're finding the, the scrap note, yeah. and then I'll go talk to Alabaster. Yeah, Alabaster's up there. Hands like... in my in my coat pockets, walking up to him. <laughs> Alabaster's up there. I just everybody wants to see a dead body, but then they see a dead body and they don't want to see a dead body anymore. You know? Hey, keep walking, keep walking. And he goes, Oh, hey, um uh yeah, crane, uh did you find anything? Found a piece of parchment in the uh victim's pocket. You know anything about a Tyron Pinquill? Ever heard that name before? And take a look at this symbol too. I show him the like the I just take the uh, the kite thing he showed me and just kind of draw it on something and show it to him. He goes, "This was also there with that name above it." 
can't say I've ever heard of Tarim Pinquil. Uh, looks like he fancied kites, though. Um, uh, I don't know. Let me get back down to the office and uh, pull up the city records, see if uh, maybe they have a relative or a, a wife, something. I don't know. Here. I kind of rip that piece of paper with the name and then that little symbol on it and give it to him. Yeah, he takes it, puts it in his pocket, his coat pocket. Let me go see what JJ's up to. We'll let you. We'll come down. We'll come down to the bureau and let you know if we find anything. I want to look at the bottom. <clears throat> the bottom of the victim's shoes. Yeah. Mm. Go for it. Make, uh, make an investigation check. Hey, there, there we go. go. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, yeah. You kind of go up there. None of his body's flipped over, so his toes are facing up. You kind of get a better look at the bottom of the shoe. Plus, with the candle, that kind of helps you get a little bit of a look at it. Um, Scuff marks. Definitely looks like this guy was on the move a lot. Like he walked, whatever his work was or whatever he did for a living or whatever, he was on the street a lot. He's more white collar. Yeah, this guy was walking around a lot. You can tell the soles are very, are wear very thin, um, almost black, kind of around the the toe parts. And he was, you know, just on the street a lot. I also um, want to look at his. Uh, left hand and see if he's got like any like oh yeah this type married. shit yeah if he's married and if he's got a finger a ring on his finger yeah make him make investigation good idea good good fucking detective work uh, that's a 13 13 uh yeah you uh you pull his hand up and you look around on it and you do notice that there is a mark where a Where's ring would be on a ring finger but no ring but no ring Splashing in the puddles. What'd you find? I passed off that little information you found over to Alabaster. He's going to take a look at the records when he gets back to the bureau. Well, it looks as though this is a uh, a bit of a robbery, at least going wrong. If not, maybe even more of a, uh, I'd say, a personal type of deal here. Where, well, I guess every murder is personal, uh, isn't it? But... You know, uh, uh, it may have been something... We got a motive, what you're saying. Well, I don't know quite yet what it would be, because I think somebody's making it look like a robbery going wrong. As you say that, you hear a... And about ten feet up, you see an old lady I, I kind with, of, a, with a long cigarette hanging out her window. An older woman, hair, hair curled up. She right goes... On <laughs> She goes, gloves, fucking lit <laughs> like I'm about to cast a spell. She goes, yeah, drop those gloves, honey. Um, I think your young friend right there might be onto something. I heard him running through the streets last night and I heard a bit of a scuffle and a, and a hey, hey, give me that, give me that. And then, um, yeah, I didn't really want to look out the window. I was kind of scared. She, takes a, make she takes a long drag. I want to make an insight check on that. Yeah, go for it. As good of a bonus this time. Still 12. Mm, you get that maybe she heard more or saw more, but she's not telling you everything. I'll say, she's telling uh, you the truth, but maybe not everything. You know, it's a crime to lie to uh, members of the Bureau. She kind of shuffles right there and she goes, takes a long drive. She goes, It's also a crime to look as uh, handsome as you do, but uh, don't see me going around handcuffing you now, do you? I'll say, uh, well, he might like that. Man. Well, how about me and my young friend come up and get a closer look and you tell us what you know? Oh, you would want to Looking's free. 
Now I'll kind of look at him and go, make a, give him like a little, yeah, let's see if we can get with this. Make a, make a, make a persuasion check when you say that. <laughs> oh, she goes, <laughs> I'm not the flirting type. All business. Yes, sir. Just look at her straight, cold face. <laughs> yeah. Let's come up and take a closer look. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> she's like, uh, mm, gonna have to take a rain check on that one, officers. But, uh, look, as she like rubs her temples with the cigarette still between her fingers, I'll kind of step back as like I see the ash falling yeah. from up there. She goes, look, I don't get involved in what happens in these streets back here, in these alleys. They don't really care about us back here all that much, so. You see something, you want to do something, it never happens. So I kind of stick to myself, but uh, I'll go ahead and let you know. I saw another individual kind of rifle through. It was dark, raining, it was hard to see. I saw somebody rifling through his pockets and then dash off. Why don't you tell us uh, what you know about a name? <laughs> As we're just craning our heads <laughs> up like this, looking up at her. The name Tyron Penquill, does that ring any bells to see per chance, per se? Nice. She says, uh, I don't know a Tyron Penquill exactly, but uh, I'll tell you, nobody on this side of town wears any clothes like he does to work. Is that right? After she says that, you said this individual was olive complexion. Do I gain an idea? But I have an idea of maybe where they came. Are they like not from here? Too. Are they like maybe a traveling merchant, perhaps? And what color is his hair? Uh, it's just kind of like a brown, like a dark brown. Like my dark brown, or like dark brown, like yours? Mm, like yours. Okay. Just imagine those listening what that is. Right. <laughs> like a chest, no, like a brown, like a wood versus a chestnut. His is like a wood. After yeah, after she says that, I'll kind of give give him a glance with like my pale blue eyes and then I'll go over to the body step into the puddles and kind of get a good look at his clothing so what you're saying is he's not from around here so Alabaster stands up and he goes he walks over there real quick and he goes well I guess we'll figure out exactly where he is from let me go check the records downtown I look at you and I'll just say what would a man from out of town who's a working fella be doing over here on this shady part of town with nothing but a piece of paper. How close are we uh, to the market square in Xantheon, which is in the center? Um, well, from the market, you're probably so the market's in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. what you said, yeah, like the market square is dead in the center, and then yeah. four cardinal roads all the way to it. This goes. If you're coming up from the south to the market, this is to the right and then down kind of around south of this quarter. So if it's like southeast from yes. the market square. Yes. So he's pretty far from the market to really be a yes. merchant. I want to see if any of his clothing has any sort of, uh, not like made in China, but like if anything has any semblance of where he might be from, do I gather what nationality is he is since he's kind of olive complexion? Um, and he might, if he's from here or not, do his clothes look strange? They don't look foreign or anything. They look like somebody who okay. would be in this part, in, in Xantheon. But she says, um, 
He says, yeah, with those clothes, um, around here, a lot of us kind of work, uh, not really in the, the business market kind of stuff. So, uh, you got a guy wearing clothes like that. He's probably from a little bit uptown. That's a good point. I want to make another investigation check. Uh, I want to check like the bed of his nails and like his nails and shit and see okay. if he like yeah. bites his nails see if he's a uh, nervous type that's a seven uh no you don't find anything particularly they do look a little dirty but i mean that's to be expected smell them too smell his fingers and see if it smells like mm, make another investigation check we're gonna smell them see if it smells like tobacco 12. does he have any tattoos well, I was going to say, because I did an investigation check to see if he had any distinction. You did. Marks. He doesn't have any tattoos. Okay. I will tell you that. Uh, you smell his fingers, though, with that little bit of a higher roll. You get a slight smell of, like, matchstick. Mm. Like that kind that yeah. kind of smell of a, yeah. of a flame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Like... Hmm. Maybe he, you know, he uses matches, but then that begs the question, why doesn't he have any matches I was on? say, where are they? Yeah, so he doesn't have any matches, any bags of tobacco, or, he uh, has nothing or halfling him. leaf or anything no, on him? One of his pockets was turned out, and the other thing you found was an empty wallet with just those drawings on it. You know, JJ, I think you might be onto something. Imprint, but no, no ring on his finger. Pockets turned out. Somebody didn't want us to know who this guy was. And I wonder why. Well, He's got an enemy somewhere who clearly doesn't want to be found. It's hard to catch a killer if you don't know who they killed. He's smart. But that begs the question, then. Why, if you've gone through the length of taking everything off of this man, would you leave a piece of paper... This is Tyrone Penquill with all these little sketches. That don't make no sense. Especially because we know that he went through his wallet as well, considering there was no money left. And I'm sure a man of his distinguished attire and his, his put-togetherness would have some type of currency on him. Makes me wonder if there's a, there's a fella Probably where from you're from, based on your accent. Edge Hollow, Vigilante, call him the Slayer. Slayer, indeed. You think this is something similar? Maybe uh, this is a calling card of some kind? I wouldn't put it on the Slayer per se, but I would. It does sound quite like a calling card to me. It sounds like we might have a bit of a serial killer on the loose here. The starts of one, at least. We gotta stop this before it gets worse. He's not sloppy, he's smart, and that's dangerous. Let's turn over anything else we can find in this alley that we need to try to find something yeah. we can ta find somebody who knows this Pinquil fella. Oh, let's try to find the murder weapon if we could. Oh, that's a good that. idea. Let's search these receptacles here in the alley. I love this, uh, this train of thought you guys are following. Can't wait for it to be wrong. Or, or right, right. <laughs> yeah. I'll make a. I'll make. I'll help him and make an investigation check. Yeah, there's maybe like the barrels and five, crates. five, six barrels back here in like one crate, and the rest just kind of looks like random scraps that people just drop out their back window into the alley. 
Mm, if you guys are looking together, one of you gets advantage on it. I'll let him roll. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. That's a nine, I guess. Yeah. Nine. Uh, yeah. You it's guys. Too waterlogged here. Yeah, you can look through the barrels. You can tell that the water has. Just, they weren't sealed or anything, so water has just kind of filled them up. Um. Nothing of merit, just a lot of trash, garbage, whatever. People just dumping stuff out their back windows. Uh, anything in the victim's mouth? And was it right? Do we have a, do we have a, like to know? I'd like to investigate. Is <laughs> this like a silence of the lamb situation? There's going to be a little cicada thing in his May throat or something? His mouth. And was it raining last night? No. <laughs> it was raining last night, very heavily, as, mm. as the, the woman said. Oh uh, yeah, no. You kind of look at his mouth a little bit, open it up, and you don't. It looks like a mouth, but you can tell where maybe some blood had kind of come out of his mouth just a little bit. Maybe he bit his tongue or something, or maybe he was just like. We might be dealing with a very experienced killer. I haven't seen something quite like this in a long time. If he killed last night while it was raining, he. Could have gotten very lucky or been very smart in thinking that the rain would have washed away any DNA. That's true. It would have washed away any blood that might have been left here. Either way, we can't we can't operate on the fact that he's sloppy. We have to at least give him the benefit of the doubt that he knows what he's doing. Well, let's go to the market square. If this guy's some sort of businessman, somebody there might know him, or at least know who this Pinkwill fella is. Yeah, uh, Chief Alabaster goes. Uh, Y'all say you're going to the market? Why, you need us to pick you up something? I'm just busting your old balls, friend. Give him a slap on the shoulder. We think this guy's a business type. Somebody in the market square might know him. Good lead. And, uh, head back to the office and uh, check out this name. If you all can't find it, uh, here, take this. He puts a sending stone in your hand. He says, uh, I'll give you a call on the horn if uh, I find anything. Yes, sir. We'll see if we can turn up. Do we happen to have a, a sketch artist? That's not a bad idea, friend. Somebody might recognize this guy's face. Which, by the way, speaking of face, <laughs> I never even described tried. my character. <laughs> you didn't. So, okay. <laughs> this, uh, this southern harlot here is a oh. six foot three... Like, oh yeah, no, he, he's, <laughs> he's yeah, a dirty absolutely. boy. Absolutely, he, you don't know what he gets up to in his off time. He's a, he's a hulking mass of a human being, even though he's he's quite dexterous. I'll say that. Um, he's wearing a full suit and tie, except that tie is a boatload tie. Naturally, <laughs> and uh, is wearing a white button-down shirt with collar and you know the normal suit and tie attire outside from the bolo, of course. Uh, I'm really sad that I didn't think of a monocle because that would have gone perfectly with the top hat and the cane and uh, you know the the curled mustache <laughs> and uh, bald head. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Unless is. you have a monocle, then it's ten ten. But anyway, I, I don't know so how you basically look like so. a jacked <laughs> young Monopoly guy, pretty without much. the monocle, right? And a better mustache. I know he's solving crimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Do not pass go. <laughs> yeah, do not collect a hundred dollars <laughs> or whatever. Who killed him at Philadelphia Station? <laughs> yeah. I, I own the railroad. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I am the real road. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. If we don't have, if, if there isn't a sketch artist, I suppose I could try myself. Well, I'll, um, a man of many talents, as I see. Oh, well, try your hand at it. Here, I'll clean his face up a little bit. I'll cast uh, Cantrip over his face to kind of clean up the dirt and grime and we'll blood. Better not roll a one. We'll see if you do. Destroy the evidence. Stop. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I kind of, with one of that same, those kind of almost look like ride, driving leather gloves, I kind of just wipe my hand over his face and just completely clean him like prestidigitation. Yeah, Alabaster goes, well, all right, sketch it and get it up quick. I don't got all day. It takes me. I'm going to walk back to the office, believe it or not. I start going to just max speed. Gods forbid you got to walk, Alabaster. You know we're past the market. Uh, When's the last time we had a killer on our hands like this? I think the, I think the young blood's right. We might have a serial killer on our hands. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, let's... Let's hold off on the old serial killer part for a minute. Let me just get a little bit more fact before we start Ooh. throwing that accusation around. I wouldn't mention it to the public. That is not my accent <laughs> at all. But Are you copying me? <laughs> <laughs> Give me let me see that sketch. <laughs> What'd you roll? <laughs> it's only a twelve. A twelve. Hey, it's better than average. Yeah. You remember that like YouTube video a really long time ago where the guy sketched the <laughs> leprechaun in the tree. No. It's that, but a little better. <laughs> okay. I'll take a look at it and furrow like my big bushy eyebrows and say, uh, "What I mean, is this? It's I not bad." Claim to actually be a great artist. I just said I'll try my hand. Alabaster goes. Jack Alabaster, of all trades, master of none. Got it. Alabaster oh, just kind of like so. sticks out his fingers and he like plucks the paper out of your hand. And he goes. All right, I'll um, see who I can sketch up at the office to get a better hit on this. Well, you could have just said that at first. I'll put my hand out and be like, we don't got time for this. We got a job to do. Alabaster, you pull your end, we'll pull ours. We're heading to the market. All right. See you all in a little bit. He heads off the guard. uh, He turns to the city watch and goes, clean this boy up. Clean for my relative, uh, they don't want to see him right away, sir. Oh, sorry. Also, what was this guy's build like? Who, Alabaster? No. Or no, the regular? The um, dead, dead person. Pretty average, actually. He was kind of, you know, maybe mid to high five feet, maybe like a five, eight, five, nine. Uh, kind of slender, but not super skinny. Um, like I said, kind of like an olive complexion, um, brown uh, brown set eyes, dark brown slicked hair, mm-hmm. uh, human features. Does he look? Would he look like he was uh, like of Acolonian descent, or was he maybe kind of have more ancestry with maybe Dakai or a place like that? Uh, hard to tell. He, he's not. His complexion isn't that dark. I got you. Yeah, either way, as we're walking or walking the beat, I'll say, um, so what do you make of all this? Alabaster's right. We can't pin this 100% on a serial crime yet. Well, not quite yet. He doesn't meet the requirements, but 
it does look as though it's trending that way. It's, it's he's very intelligent. He's leaving, he's leaving notes at the crime scene to toy with the investigation. He may have already been involved in the investigation at some point or another because uh, they quite like to get their hands dirty in uh, both senses of the word. But that's a good point. If he's leaving a calling card behind, he might want to check in on the investigation. That's what we should do. Do they document everybody that comes through here to look at the crime scene? I'm sure they do. Maybe we should ask Alabaster if we could have a list of those people. It's a good idea. Yeah, I'll go back to the Alabaster and ask him if he's got a list of people who. Yeah, you maybe catch scene. him. He's like five minutes down the street. He goes, Thought you all were going to the market. Well, we'll get there eventually. Um, can I help you? Do you happen to have a list of everybody who's been at the crime scene today? Everybody. The list is um the old lady in the window who saw her, me, you two, and that one city watchman. I run a tight ship. What do you think I do? I, mean, I just walk around looking at dead people all day. What's the name of that city watchman? Uh, he's kind of snapping his fingers thinking about it. Oh, like, uh, I think his name was Daniel. Any, any last name or surname? I don't know. Daniel City Watchman. I don't know. Daniel. All right. <laughs> As I come running, up, like just kind of lightly jogging my way up there, my older ass. What's the list? Uh, nothing useful. Let's go ahead and get back to square. So I kind uh, of see you taking notes. I'll say uh, Daniel something. I have no Daniel idea. City Watchman. Yeah. That's, so that's you might be onto something, though. Did he have a badge? I mean, they all do, yeah. Did you happen to get something we can't rule out? We'll hit. We'll find this guy later. Surely the surely the city watch put him on a beat. We can get a list of the names of those that walk the beat. Figure out who he is. Precise. It's a good I mean, detective work, kid. He's yeah. over there still wrapping up the body. I'm sure he hasn't picked it up yet. Free to go ask himself. Let's not let him get away. We can't leave any stone unturned. Yeah, no, I'll, gone. I'll go over to the city <laughs> watchman for sure. Yeah, so you guys have been gone maybe 10 minutes. It was five there, five back. He's there still wrapping up. He's just finished wrapping up the body, making sure it's all nice and tight. And he goes, oh, well, I'm, uh, didn't know you'd all be back. I'll flash him the I'll flash him the badge one more time just so he obviously knows we're legit. Say, uh, I know you're just doing your job. We just got a couple questions. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You kind of catch him off guard. He like didn't think anybody was gonna come back around the corner. Um, he's kind of younger, maybe early twenties, mid twenties. Got a sort of, I don't know, like almost jet black hair, but it's hard to tell. It kind of peaks just under like the the leather cap he has on. Does he look like he's human, half elf, elven? Uh, he looks maybe half elf. He goes, uh, uh, oh, shit. Okay, real quick. Did we yeah. ever determine the time of death? Uh, she told you that he got killed sometime in the middle of the night while it was raining. It's hard to tell otherwise. To Daniel City Watchman. I'll yeah. say, uh, what's your name, Daniel? Uh, yeah, it's, um, 
Don't worry about your last name, at least right now. We'll get to that in a minute. Listen. That was a really funny last name. <laughs> we, and who discovered the body? We know who, do we know that? Uh, was it this, this lady? JJ would know because the chief just told him that the old woman in the window was the one who alerted the watch on it. So, uh, what, what do you know exactly about what happened here? We obviously have come to our own conclusions. Same with Alabaster. Same with that uh, woman keeping up with her neighbors upstairs. Just curious what your take on all this is, friend. He uh, kind of stands up. Gain a fresh perspective. He stands up, kind of brushes off the little bit of his, uh, his pant leg. So you see him trying to dry off the water. From his and I'll kind of add a little pressure, too, by having this closed-off body. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, stand, I'm also standing behind him with my arm, arms crossed. Make, a, make, a, make it with advantage. Make intimidation check. Okay, intimidate. That's uh, twelve. That's the highest. Yeah, he kind of goes. Uh, uh, maybe this is his first time really doing something like this. Exactly. Maybe he's just been used to. I just walk the street all day. Wow. This yeah, is like great. patrolling. Yeah. yeah. He's like, um, I was, I was just out on uh, the morning. I, I kind of start before the sun even comes up, and um, I know how that is. A graveyard shift, huh? Yeah. I, um, I was walking the street, and um, I kind of hit this corner. And that old woman just kind of came out of the building. She was like yelling at me, telling me I had to come get the, somebody who was dead in the alley. And I came over this way. Uh, my partner, we kind of do like one block apart. That way, if anything happens, we kind of keep an eye on each other. Where were you between the hours of 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. last night? I guess I was at home. You guess you were at home? Can anybody attest to those whereabouts here? So my sister and her husband. I live with them. That's wonderful. Because I uh, I don't start my shift until about City three. watchman like yourself. You hey, 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 cool it off, buddy. Cool it off. Cool it off. Her husband. He goes, I don't want to, I wouldn't do it. Listen, friend. I'm just asking a question. You said you got a partner. What yeah. was he doing when you called him over? Uh, he was one block ahead of me. Um, I think there was some drunk guy on the side of the street and he was kind of kicking him off a little bit to go somewhere else and uh, then this old woman came over and said she'd been up all night and was terrified to come out she was waiting till the rain to stop said she thought she saw somebody out here attack obviously he did he's dead now and, uh, i told uh told my partner to go get somebody from the just somebody to help and i said i would keep watching the body make sure nobody else came through so what you're saying is that there's ample time between the time of death and when this old lady happened to found you. Is that what you're saying, sir? Um, I guess when I she walked me in the alley and I kind of covered her so she wouldn't have to see the body. And he was already gone. Let's see. What's your last name, friend? Uh, I'm going to need your partner's name, too. Well, my name's uh, Daniel Ironbone. <laughs> that was the name that I was laughing about. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. What about your partner? And uh, my uh, partner's name is... Wow, well, the person that came to mind was Josiah. I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> You'll never guess. Um, Andrew... Also Josiah, the Josiah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Potter. 
I happen to take a look at your badge for a moment there, sir? Uh, yeah, of course. He kind of uh, lifts up like a little flap on his uh, on his watch uniform, and there's a pin right there on the inside. Is there a number to it? Uh, no. Badge no. <laughs> <laughs> number. Give me your fucking no, it's badge number. Only only ZBI people have. Okay. I'll say fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry we came on a little strong there. You just got to understand we're dealing with a delicate matter. We're dealing with... The public doesn't take murder uh, lightly, as I'm sure you're aware. Dealing with somebody who'd be very meticulous in nature. And uh, maybe somebody with high standing in the community, community, such as somebody, say, on the city walls. I'm not accusing of them. Well, um... Let's just say keep your eye out. I will. If I, uh, if I hear anything, I'll be sure to let you two be the first tonight. If he walks away, I'll say, uh, once again, sorry about my partner. You're doing good work. Keep up the good work, kid. Thanks, sir. Maybe one day you'll be on the bureau. And I'll give him just like a wink, and then I'll walk back out the alley, hands in my pockets, turn the corner. He kind of goes like, yeah, okay, cool. Okay. And he turns around and finishes dressing up the body. I'll catch up to him, and I was like, "What's what was that all about? You don't got to bust his balls like that." It was a it was a reach to even think he's involved. But like I said, we can't put anything behind us. I wanted to see how he'd react. Fair enough, fair enough. But had let's to. see till we can let's see what we can find out in the market. We'll worry about whether or not we got crooked cops on our hands. I just didn't. <laughs> he answered some of them questions. There. Gonna, I guess you just, I'm you just do that with every character you come from. Well, no, 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 no. The way you said that. <laughs> doubt. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I guess I was at home. I mean, you guys did hours. intimidate check him. You were intimidating him. So, both of you. And, and you're like 6'5, and you're an old man. So, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm only, I'm like 5'9. What city watchman is going to need to live with his sister and, and her husband? I mean, he should have. You ever been paid money. a watch wage? Where before do you I think started? I was before I got here. And you know. Absolutely. Especially but, in a place like this. Fucking copper pieces mm-hmm. compared to what you could be making in the private sector. Anyway, we don't got time for the fucking bureaucracy of that. Yeah, I'll go to. Um, hmm. Just happen to be on the scene and have to be. I'll go to I'll go to a general goods store. Yeah, you guys uh make it over to the market. Somebody uh, by the time you get over there, most likely place somebody might go to pawn something off. By the time you get over there, the sun has fully crested up. It's maybe it's maybe eight thirty in the morning at this point. You guys were at the crime scene for maybe an hour, and it takes you maybe half hour to walk over here maybe an hour whatever. i'll go up and flip a copper piece into uh the uh right there in like the little fountain around uh theon griffinhart's statue it's kind of flip, yeah flick you it see in. a lot of people already kind of gathered around in this place and starting to gather in the market i'll look at you and i'll say uh, <clears throat> i'll bet you one gold piece that daniel iron rods are killer you know what you're just, on. Just a friendly bit. You're on. <laughs> Seems in bad taste, but you know what? Fuck it. If somehow he's our killer, 
gold that is worth spending. Yeah, bro, are you depending on the, <laughs> depending on like the twenty-one year old city watchman? I'm just telling you, man, he's got to have. He's he got to be meticulous. He's got to have. Well, you didn't insight check anything he said, so you don't know. I have no idea. No, I don't. <laughs> got him. But yeah, right. I'll go to uh, I'll go to like the uh, I'll go to like the the Santhionian general goods. Fuck. I should have inside checked it all. What am I, I doing? Sprint back. <laughs> I sprint back. Tell me everything that you just did. Forty five minute run. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, are you please. still here? <laughs> please not again. Yeah, you uh, roll up to some general goods stores, kind of. It's a market in the sense that it is a market, but it's almost kind of like a bazaar as well. You know, you're just lined with shops and stalls and almost kind of like it's more like a flea market, which is strange for a big city. You think they would be like the New York and all the stores are like storefronts, but nah, they're still rolling the old school style. It's tried and true. It works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you said you roll it to the general goods. Yeah, I'll just make my rounds of wherever this individual if he's got some sort of business background on his feet a lot seeing if anybody might recognize this guy make some uh just make a roll me one investigation check and roll me one persuasion check investigation that's a nine okay persuasion 17. okay um you're coming around here you with your investigation you don't really find anything of note clue wise of anything when you talk to anybody that would connect them him to them necessarily exactly but just through conversation you i'll just in that i'll also describe what he was wearing yeah too. in through your uh conversations they pretty much all agree that he definitely was some kind of maybe he ran goods for somebody. He was maybe the delivery guy. He'd pick goods up from one place, move it to another, something like that. And anybody that seems like they might know more than the other people, I've kind of just kind of, you know, prodded and surveyed in the area. Mm -hmm. Whoever those people might be, they'll be the ones I'll kind of just show them. The, I'll ask them about that name and I'll show them this, that, this kind of kite looking symbol and see if they've seen anything. Yeah, okay. Uh, you get to one uh, shop. Looks like it's maybe more like a hobby shop. Like, they do... You see some, like, little tiny wooden carved toys out front. And maybe some just, like, little touristy kind of stuff. Like, here's a snow globe. Here's a here's a little cheap blanket that I... Whatever. Here's a little wooden Xanthar statue. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, there's a woman that's running the stall. And you were kind of talking to her for a minute. Uh... And you kind of flash her the name, tell her the name, describe the character, flash that thing, and she goes, Tyron. Tyron Pinquill. She goes, I don't... I can't put the name to the face, but I do know somebody came through here quite often. I would see him pick up some goods sometimes. Usually... Almost exactly what you described. Um, and I remember one time he did stop in here, right out front, and he came up and uh, she points to the back. You can see where she has spools of thread and like a couple different little kites just tucked up in the corner of the back of her shop. This, it's just a little stall or a booth, really. She goes, he came over here a couple times and was 
looking at those up up top right there. And, um, never really bought come. anything. Just kind of looked. He a collector or something? I don't know. He kind of had a. Um, what did Scott look like? She goes. It's almost like it was just an interest, like almost like a childlike wonder kind of thing. Like, you know, you see a flower that you love or something. He just kind of stopped and was almost admiring it. I'll say, uh, what this fellow looked like. Uh, not super tall, kind of thin. Um, I don't know, slightly darker skin. Some. His hair was always combed over to the side, kind of like a little, I don't know, maybe like a wood brown type color, kind of kind of greasy or slicked. That's our guy. So, yeah, she goes, I, I, um. I'll whisper to him. Sounds like our, sounds like our big, the big. She says, um. I'm sorry I couldn't be more help. Uh, no, you've been a great help, whether you know it or not. Trust me. Oh. Well, is, is there anything else you want me? This individual that came by admired the, uh, the kites. He say anything to you? Unrelated to the kites, he drop you anything you might think might be of use to us? Uh, where he lived, where he was going, what he did? Well, I know a lot of times... It seemed like whenever I saw him coming through with something, he was headed over to, like, the east side of town. But every time I'd see him coming in, it was like he was coming from the west side of town. Huh. And he was going outside the city walls. How would a man like that be going out outside the city walls? Unless he was... How frequently would you see him? Uh, maybe once a week. Where did he travel in a week's time? I'd see him kind of walking over that way through some of the stalls through the west, coming from the west side of the city, and then maybe he's a curve. I'd see him do some stuff, and he would stop and look at my booth a couple times, and then he'd head off towards the east side of town. Like I goods, said, what kind of goods was he carrying? You know, uh, I can never really tell. They were. Um, let's see what she knows. She goes. Um, Nothing super crazy. Um, nothing that was ever really big or too small. But they would be like small boxes. And they would be wrapped in rope. And he'd usually have them on as maybe a backpack or he'd carry two of them at a time. Uh, one in each hand. He might be a carrier. A courier. It's not a bad lead. I appreciate your time. What was your name, miss? Uh, Kathleen? Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, Catherine, we appreciate your time. If you don't have any questions, JJ, I think we've got a pretty good lead. Did he have on a wedding ring when he came in here? Um. <laughs> she goes, ah. Uh, can't really remember, but I do know there was one time he stopped through and took out a piece of paper and kind of sketched the kite a little bit. Maybe this, that same, that same yeah, tiny sketch that he had and that he found in his pocket. She's like, 
yeah, pro yeah. I mean, that looks about the size of paper he always had. He'd always pull out. It almost just looked like a little tiny card that he would start writing, start scribbling. I don't know what he was. I don't know if he was trying to build his own kite. I would have sold him some kite of his own if he wanted it. Because I never really got a good look at his hand. Though he might have had a ring. I don't know. Interesting. I appreciate your time, Miss. If we have any further questions, we'll find you. The bureau appreciates your uh, cooperation. I'll just tip my top hat and I'll continue. I'll, I'll, I'll keep on smoking on the pipe. I've been smoking on the she pipe. Kinda, she kind of blushes a little bit when you like do your little. Oh, yeah. That's right. Man. I'll give, her, I'll give her a wink, too, even. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> As we turn around, I'll say, uh, Pinquil might be on victory from the sound of it. That is what it sounds like. Who the fuck cares around a piece of paper with their name written? That's just what I was thinking, too. And why the sketches of the kites? It, it seems like a crazy obsession. You could afford a kite on a courier salary. That makes any goddamn sense. Or even just build your own. Why, why sketch them? That, it just that doesn't make any sense. As, uh, yes. maybe, with your, maybe we can, as weird as this will sound, maybe we can find a group. Maybe there's some group around here that are kite enthusiasts. They might know something. As fucking lame as a hobby that sounds, that's just not my cup of tea. You know, I haven't been on the force nearly as long as you, so I, I suppose I'll see that. Sure. I just ain't really seen hey, hey, hey. too many kind. Old dogs can turn new tricks. What are you thinking, friend? Hey, you've, made, you've made some good points so far. What do you got? Well, I just don't know how many cotton enthusiasts there are out there, unfortunately. I mean, I know I'm not one, but... We'll squash this right now. I immediately pivot around to Catherine. <laughs> one more thing. Yes? You know of any community group within the city that <laughs> might reach your uh, your stall and be interested in kites? Are they, like, any enthusiasts? Mm. People that take it as a hobby? Maybe step outside the walls and fly them when the wind is good? Uh, not that I know of. I do know... I don't know of a group, but I do know that there's a little village out to the east, outside of the town, that holds a kite festival, but that's about all I know. I've seen a couple of them come into town before, and they never buy anything from me, but I, I see them buying parts to make kites. But that's about all I got. Interesting. When was the last time you saw one of these people from this village? Uh, it's been a couple months. The festival happens, I mean, it's only once a year, obviously. I don't know, that was it. Do you know when the festival happens to land? Mm, it happens in spring, so I'd say you have another four or five months before that even rolls around. That's what I was hoping. It's ahead of us, not behind us. That's good to know. Thank you again, man. Once again, like, like, once again, I apologize and appreciate your cooperation. Have, have a lovely night. Be safe out there. <laughs> As I'll turn around and I'll say, well, I'll be damned. I, we might have another lead. I'm absolutely amazed that that turned something out. But what if, what if he's taking sketches of kites 
this is like so yeah. far, I feel like, from what it actually is going on that it's just, it, it's funny. But anyway. And what? Doing what with kites? <laughs> Continue. Kite, if, magically fueled kite drones with guns on them. What if, <laughs> what if all he's trying to do is create his own to enter this festival? We're just completely overlooking everything. It's possible. It's just, it's just an absolute coincidence that he had that piece of paper on him. And maybe the killer just decided that's too fucking weird to just not leave. This is a smart individual. I mean, he could be throwing us off our tracks by leaving that one item. If he did, and our killer planted it, he knows more about our victim than we realize. Because it makes me wonder why leave his name. Why would he write his name on a sketch of a kite? He knows it's his. Now that that's that's a great point. Why would he have his name written down? That's the weirdest part of the evidence we found. I can't seem to... It just doesn't sit right with me. I mean, he had a... I'm sure he would have had a form of identification. So now we can't even really be sure that that's his name. Or that he's the victim. The only thing we have to go off of is Catherine's description of who came here matches the one of our victims. As uh, as you were sitting there discussing, you guys kind of went through the whole market... In uh, your pocket crane, you feel a warm sensation. And just give a slight second. buzzing. Yeah, we're like <laughs> sitting down at a table having lunch or something. I'm like, Hang on. What you got? As you get a message from Alabaster, he goes, Well, figured out who the victim is. It is Tyron Pinquill. Coria for Redstone Deliveries. Damn, aren't we some goddamn detectives? <laughs> Wife, or he just added this in so we actually feel smart. Either way, it's either it's either one of the two. Wife, a <laughs> hey. wife ID'd body. Nice, so he does have a wife. We need to talk to her immediately. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, wife ID body, Rashida. Rashida. Rashida Jones? Catherine <laughs> <laughs> Zeta Jones? Rashida Jones. I almost wrote Rashida Jones. That's my, my name's best friend. One, one, two, three. Gold Brick Street. And then he ends his message. I'll reply with copy that. We No, I'll say I'll say copy that. Victim was kite enthusiast. Question mark. Yeah, enthusiast. <laughs> Narrowed down courier lead. Good to know. Going to visit wife. We'll fill you in later. That's me sending that out. <laughs> yeah. And then the stone goes cold. I'll take it back in my pocket. Since obviously he heard none of that, I'll, yeah. I'll relay all of that and say, well, God's damn. 
We fucking were on the right track. That's some good detective work, JJ. Let's go see this wife. I got her address. Okay, do you know where that is? I don't know. Would I? I'll roll to see if I know where 1123 Gold Brick Street is. Okay. No, I'm not. Hey, that's a 16 in Burke uh, Intelligence. Uh, you know it's on the west side of town. It's on the west side. My map of the city. I was about to say. <laughs> I gave you that for a reason. What was that address again? One one two three Gold Brick Street should be on the west side. That's right. Yeah, you guys would know that once you get outside of the market, it's maybe twenty minute walk. So let's see here. Look at that. North, south, east. This is what you're probably holding with like the key on the side. So it's somewhere over here then. Yep. I guess you would know specifically. I just know it's in the west side. Yeah, you know you know where to get to it. You're like, all right, I know. I'm glad that was. I knew that was going to become relevant when I bought that. Had that guy draw that. That's fine. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! And you know where it is. Let's not waste any time. That's good fucking detective work. Thinking about the wife. Thank you, sir. You show promise on the force. If we can pin this thing down, I'll pass on the good word to you, or for you. Anyways, fuck it. Let's go. You thought just because I had two of the same name that I'd be. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just follow his lead. If he knows exactly where it is, I'll follow Yeah, him. you go about 45 minutes west. Uh, kind of cuts in a little bit. It's almost like over on this side, there's some little neighborhoods almost, but it's alleyways, but they cut open. So you can take like an alleyway back, and then it opens up wide to like a house. That's maybe like an apartment complex or something. And it's just a bunch of those like tucked back in these little narrow streets back there. While we're on the way to her house... Would I have? Would I recognize the name Redstone Deliveries? Uh, why don't you roll to check, sir? That's a twelve. Uh, you've heard of them. You don't really know anything about them. You don't know what they deliver. No, not you. The only thing you know is that you've heard of them, and you know that they deliver things across the city. That's about it. As we're walking, and I'll kind of relay that. I'll say, uh, I'm not sure what this thing, what they deliver. I imagine personal bits and odds and ends for, for folks, but I wonder why target a courier. What was he carrying? Better yet, was he on, was he off the clock or was he on the clock last night when he was killed? Makes me wonder if he wasn't necessarily the target or what he was carrying. Well, his day job may have had something to do with it, but not everything. I, I take I it with a 12, I wouldn't know what their what that hours what those hours are they is that a nine to five gig or is that like a whatever the job requires you're type unsure thing? but you'd probably assume whenever they need you to move something you move something because we can't rule out that maybe he just happened to be wrong place wrong time you know well i can't imagine this crime being quite that i mean usually wrong place wrong time they don't take the identification of their victim they're usually not quite as sophisticated in, in, uh, in cleaning up the, the crime scene. Depends on if he knew something. I know I'm reaching. I know I'm reaching. Let's see what the I wife was, says. I, I think possibly. The cogs are turning, though. I think that uh, it's very possible as a courier that he could have gotten mixed up in some very devious things, transporting. That's what I was just thinking. Some some bad things to the wrong people. Now, they that in that instance, wrong place, wrong time, and that might be that might be correct. Maybe whatever these redstone folks are, are 
bringing along. Maybe it's contraband. He saw something he shouldn't have seen. Maybe he's just mixed in with the <laughs> yeah, as, yeah, as we're, as we're, as we're, yeah, as we're, as we're, yeah, oh shit, that would be a whole plot in itself. I swear to God, if it's Dorian and cast up pulling some strings here, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, no, let's, but yeah, uh, you guys go, yeah, it's about 45 minutes. Heat on the stream on the beat. Still uh, puddles. Sorry, yeah, you know, you heard me. No, I don't, actually, I, don't, I don't think I did. Yeah, heat on the, heat on the stream on the beat. <laughs> heat on the stream the heat. Yeah, still puddles. Puddles litter the city still. As it's still kind of a gray, muddy sky above you. So you get over to this apartment complex and you look up. It's very tall. Quite tall. Also hitting my pipe on the way there. I repacked that thing, passing it back and forth. As, oh, we're, yeah. as, we're, as we're theorizing what's going down. So oh, you yeah. all stand in front of that apartment complex, unsure what room she's actually in because the chief didn't tell you that. Is there a <laughs> uh, is there like a main desk anywhere? Uh, yeah, you can see that it opens up into like a foyer, and there is a desk in there. Can't see anybody in there from the outside, but I mean, you I'll would hope there is. I'll walk up <laughs> and see if there's anybody there. This. Yeah, he while he's about to shake down the secretary, is there a name? Is there like a nameplate when you walk in for like an apartment building of who's in what what place? Uh, yeah, out on display. Yeah, it looks like there is, but it looks like a lot of the names are faded or ripped, or and there's empty spots. So it's who's to say that it's even updated? Yeah, I'm just kind of like a, like a real stroking back alley stroking my uh, my mustache, looking at it, taking a drag. Well, he goes and shakes the guy down. Yeah, you open up the door. It's just a little, it's almost basically just a wooden screen door uh, that opens up into like a little office. And then it looks like that. Then there's a, a formal door that would then double door that would open and go into the bottom floor and then up. Um, yeah, there's just a woman in there. Looks like she's reading the paper. Uh, she kind of folds to the corner of the paper down and sees you. As you can see, a trail of maybe pipe or cigarette smoke coming out from behind the paper. She folds it up, folds it in half. Yeah, I've got my pipe. <laughs> yes. I've got my pipe and smoke on it as well. So, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know what room uh, Rashida uh, Penquill would be in, would you? And um, who's asking, darling? Oh, that was the bad. That will be the ZBI. The ZBI. I'll flash the badge again. And she looks at it and she goes, Oh, a cop. Okay, yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, um, hold on. Uh, <laughs> she tucks her hair, her like loose hair strands behind her uh, ears. She goes and uh, flips open a book. You see her flip a page or two and she goes, can I see her from where I'm standing? Because I'm not standing right next. I'm still over there by the where the, the in the name. Uh, you kind of get an angle. It's kind of hard to see what she's doing under, behind the desk, but you kind of get like a slightly different. After angle. I hear that she has disdain for law enforcement, I yeah. just want to make an insight check on her like demeanor. Okay. Just yeah. to make sure she's not going to mislead us in any or leave so, yeah. something out. She a little cutie. She's a little cutie. Ooh, that's a twenty, dirty twenty. Um, I mean, she looks like she's. How roll it? She looks like she's complying. Yeah, I'll just uh, just from a distance, so she doesn't know I'm with him. Since I look normal and not like in city guard 
vestments, I'll just kind of keep an eye on her. Make sure yeah. she gives him everything she needs to. She's like flipping through. She goes, Rashida, Rashida. You see her moving her finger down the page. She goes, It also could be on your tire. Hmm, let me look. Uh, oh, yep. Here it is. Uh, Tyron slash Rashida Pinfield. Uh, floor two, room A. Thank you very much, darling. She goes, uh, Let's go. Sorry about earlier. I, uh, I'm not going to say that I hate you, Detective Folk. It's just kind of right. getting really tired of you all coming around here asking for stuff. The West End. It's the guy I really just need to get a job in a different district, clearly. It's the nature of the beast. People ain't in there, the, the detective work and the police and all the force. I, I understand, especially if you got to deal with this a lot. So we'll, we'll get out of your hair. Except for the city watch. I actually don't like them. But switching anyway, yeah, switching roles is good cop, bad <laughs> cop. I'll step up and say, uh, you know, Tyron was killed last night. So you might want to work best with us you can. We want to do right by him and his wife. I'm sure she's grieving right now. Make a, make a persuasion check. Well, now, calm down there, old, old dog. 13. We got to teach you some new tricks here, son. Yeah, she goes, I don't, we, I don't take his death lightly. He might not have been important to you, but every life matters. Yeah, she kind well, of, he's uh, right about that, she kind of puts that cigarette out and tucks her hair again. She goes, I am. I think she's here. I haven't seen her leave today. When was the last time you saw Tyron, if you don't mind me asking? We won't take too much of your time, miss. Uh, I only work days, but um, I saw him <coughs> yesterday, actually. I saw him yesterday afternoon. He said he was headed out. You, you have an idea about what time that was, miss? We don't really talk a lot, but... It, some probably sometime around noon. That was very bad information. How was he looking when he left? Disheveled, hurried. He looked like he was. Looks like he was in a hurry. I know he kind of does that job that takes him all around the city, but uh, he looked like he was a little going a little faster than he normally does. You happen to have an idea of time frame of his schedule when he works? Uh, he died in the early morning, around midnight. I know sometimes his job is kind of just whenever they need him, but he usually just kind of works the days into the evening and comes on back home in the night. But I know sometimes he stayed out later than normal. Look over at him. Thank you. We'll go deal with his wife. No harm, no foul, by the way. Just didn't want you to be misled that we're here trying to shake anybody down. We're just trying to do our job. Of course. She mutters under her breath. I still don't like the city watch. <laughs> I don't either. As he walks away. That's why I'll, I went private. And I stepped up the stairs. As he's walking away, I'll, I'll, I'll grab her hand. I'll kiss it real quick. I'll say, Thank you very much, dog. Make a, Thank you. Thank you very much. Make a persuasion <laughs> check. Hell yeah. Oh, that was almost a 20. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, uh, she goes, uh, yeah, she's, she kind of like lets you do it, and she's like, okay, thanks. 
pulls her hand back really slow. I'll still go for a smile, a wink, and a of the hat. <laughs> yeah, and you all uh, open up the double doors and immediately see a couple rooms, and then it looks like it looks like <laughs> it looks like basically there's a room on the left and the right, and then some hallways split left and right, and then turn the corner. Like maybe it's just a box in the middle with like two rooms that would be there, and then some rooms on the side, and then right immediately, <laughs> immediately to your left and right, some stairwells that go up. And maybe repeats the same floor plan upstairs. But she say second floor. Second floor, room A. Oh, knees hate stairs. <laughs> and I go well, up the stairs. <laughs> uh, I'm carrying you, but these are mostly show muscles. You just want to go first, trust me. <laughs> that is, I'm like using the handrail going up. <laughs> well. Yeah, uh, you go up the stairs, they like wind around once. And boom, right there, you're upstairs. Uh, the side that you guys went up on, uh, you see that you're on room F. You're next to door F. I'll just get a gauge of which one's heading towards room A, that direction, and I'll go that yeah, way. You'd see behind it, it was a, is E, so you probably assume that it horseshoes around to A. I will, yeah, I'll use my best judgment and go find it. Yeah, you just kind of walk around the hall, and then boom, hey. Like, you seem to be pretty dabonair. You want to take the lead on this one? You might sure. be able to squeeze a little bit extra out of a grieving wife. And that's terrible to say, but we need to find out everything we can about this guy. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take lead. I don't mind at With all. gloved hand, I'll just kind of <clears throat> let him take the door. Yeah, you kind of, you both walk up to the door right there, and you hear on the floorboards. This place does not look fancy by any means. This is like... Yeah, we knock on the... Yeah. You knock on this heavy wooden door and you hear a... Like maybe something clamored or something and you hear footsteps walk up to the door and uh, this heavy wooden door opens up and standing inside is a uh, a brown-skinned half-elf woman. She's tall, slender, uh, has long black locks that are tied into a large knot right on the top of her head. Um, she has like one or two strands that string down her face. Uh, yeah, she opens up the door. And, uh, she has these kind of, her eyes are almost like silver. But almost, it's more like a gray, but kind of has like a little tinge of silver. And she looks you square in the face and she goes... Just have this drop, hold the badge up and let it flop down. Almost down. like the bifold. She's, she's kind of like flicking her, her tongue against her teeth in the back of her mouth, trying like she's trying to choke back something. Which is, I'll tell you whatever you need to know. I'm sorry about your loss, ma'am. We're gonna do everything we can to find your husband's killer. I can promise you that. She goes, come in, please. Sure. We've only got a few questions for you. While he's going inter to like, interrogate her, I just want to be kind of pacing around the room, just looking around, just kind of getting an idea of their dynamic. Do they have problems? Yeah. Okay. Anything like that. I'll describe the room first. And then we'll, that way. Uh, you walk in. This is like Spider-Man's apartment in any iteration of Spider-Man. This is like nothing. A creaky wooden floor. There's like one window in the back. 
Uh, it opens up. There's a closet immediately to your left that's basically behind the door. So you'd assume when you close that, then you get into the access to the closet. Looks like it. Oh, a wall runs a little to your left. There's like a tiny little mud room foyer where you take your shoes off, whatever you need to do, whatever. Um, it looks like there's a little carpet on the floor in front of you. Along that wall as it runs uh, on the right side, there's a couple chairs. Looks like a bookcase slash desk that's next to that window that's in the middle of the back wall. Uh, and kind of that left wall that runs with the closet and then turns, just from where you're standing right there in the entryway, you can just see a big maybe like dining table or something with a couple chairs on it. And that's all you can see just from right there. Is it that picture? Yes. Okay, just so I kind of know the layout of it. Yeah. Yeah, when he goes and sits down wherever in, a, in their kind of living space, yeah, I'm just pacing around the room making investigation. Checks. Yeah, and when you walk in further, it looks like um, that left wall turns and then opens up. And you, as you're looking in there, you can see like a bed. And it looks like a couple end tables and like a dresser and a mirror. And then a countertop juts out of that wall that it shares with the bedroom. And that kind of makes their little kitchen area back there. I just want to, I guess I'm not looking for anything specific, so it wouldn't be investigation. I'll just kind of perception as I'm pacing around the room, um, looking for anything that looks out of the ordinary compared to a, you know, a not prepared for company apartment. Yeah. Anything that stands out yeah. to me. Um, mostly the first. Do you want to talk or do you want to investigate? I'll, I'll let, just that way that might give me something to look for. Okay, yeah, you're just kind of looking around as he's, you hear them talking. Yeah, she sits down with a, a cup of tea. Looks like she was making some tea at the big table right there. She gestures to the <laughs> chair for you to sit down if you'd like. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, I'll take a seat. She goes, uh, yeah, why not? I'll tell you anything you need to know. She kind of has this sort of raspy but also wispy voice. So, well... First off, I'd also like to offer my condolences. I, I'm very sorry for your loss. It's it's tough coming through losing a significant other like that. I guess the first thing I'd like to ask is, uh, this could be tough to hear, but, well, I guess tough to answer, I suppose. How was, how was you guys' relationship like now? Probably the, the best it's ever been. Me and uh, Tyron got along pretty well. He's my best friend. So you'd venture to say he was he was pretty happy right now. I know his job kind of ran ragged a bit, but between us, I'd say we were thick as thieves. Well, and, and, and speaking of his... You say thieves? Thieves? <laughs> and, and speaking of his job, how was y'all's financial situation? I mean, have you seen what we're living in? Um, and she kind of chuckles right a bit. She yeah. goes, it wasn't the best, but we made it work. I've been there, trust me. Nothing wrong with that. No, you can make anything if you love each other. And it seems as though y'all clearly did. But as far as this financial situation goes and y'all living... <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not over the cane right now. I'm just sitting down. Uh, y'all's financial situation is obviously a bit dire. And so I'm just wondering if you possibly know of 
him getting mixed up in anything, uh, let's just say suspicious, like to make some extra money, to make ends meet, per se. Not that I'm aware of. I, uh, he started acting strange the past couple of days. I'll say with my back to her as I'm just like looking at a bookshelf. Has he possibly been more happy than usual? More, let less stressed. Um, she kind of eyes you up and down. She goes, he was happy about something, but I don't know what it was. Any big promotions at work? Inside dog shit. After <laughs> you don't know. Uh. You're like, damn, that's a beautiful half-elven woman. <laughs> yeah, Single for real. Now. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, that's that's my my whole flaw right now. I'm, I'm going after. It's just like I'm, any woman, that's fine. You're a hound dog. I am. I, I, told, I called myself a harlot. That's <laughs> true. But <laughs> well, wait, what'd you ask me? <laughs> just if uh, if he had any big promotions or anything at work, he talked about. Oh, uh, she goes. No, and I think that's kind of what he liked about it. He just kind of got in and did his work, and then he was done for the day. I see. <laughs> I want to make a perception check on the side of the wall I'm looking at. I just knew yesterday he left to work a job, and he didn't come back. What, what job was it going out of? What were you rolling for? Perception. Just at the wall that I'm looking at with my back to them, just if I see anything out of place, out of the ordinary. Uh, you see on that right wall from when you walk in uh you see a kite looks like to myself i'll say bingo it's folded <laughs> it's folded in in a nice fashion and it's pinned in the wall up there so story with that kite over there husband a collector i'll say that out loud so maybe he sees it as well she says uh uh, sort of. I think he collected it for me, mostly. How sweet of him. Yeah, we were told that, uh, he stops by a stall every, or at least used to, pretty often, admiring him. Guess that was for you after all. I think he was trying to build me a kite. I, uh, Does it look... She so, does, does it look like it was built, or does it look similar to the ones that Catherine was selling? This one actually looks... Mm, what was your investigation check on it? Well, that was just perception to look oh, for anything perception. out of the ordinary. Take an investigation check on it. Fifteen. This one looks kind of old. It looks like the material on it is a little faded. And the colors have kind of faded out of it as well. So I was right that he was making a cut. It's not right about why he was making it. As she kind of looks up at it for a moment while you say that, she turns back into the conversation. Did you? I'll keep just looking around the room while they're talking. Did you happen to know if maybe anybody that would want to want to hurt your husband for any reason? She looks down for a second, looks back at the kite. And looks down on that table right under her, that little maybe bookcase slash desk underneath it. You see a photo of her and him. Not a photo, maybe a painting, because obviously cameras. But uh, <laughs> it looks like maybe a, a, an artist painting of the two of them together. 
I'll see her. She's, she looks back, she goes, I don't know anybody who would hate that man. No. Damn, now I really do want to find this son of a bitch. <laughs> no, honey, I know. Don't hurt that sweet kite, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know how you view your husband, but everybody's got. Some. You got to think about it objectively. I know that's hard to do, like my partner said. I mean, everybody's got their flaws and their weaknesses. Was there anybody who may have wanted to, you know, exploit those and, and uh, I mean, any enemies? She stands all, up from the table or anybody that walks over to the window as you see her kind of, um, she has drapes. They're hanging over it. You see her kind of pull the drape back a little bit as she looks out the window and she goes, are you suggesting that my husband was doing bad things? officer i'll be quite candid with you it's, it, it is possible i mean unfortunately he, he he is dead and he's not dead for no reason what time I, did he leave for this job you mentioned last night miss he was killed at midnight she ignores your question for a moment refers back to josiah says nobody dies for a reason around here I want to make an insight check on that. Even though I can't see her face, I want to make an insight on the way she said the inflection in her voice. That's like an eight. Even if he's done... You can't tell if that she's just frustrated at the situation or not. Even if he's done questionable things, that doesn't make him any less of a man, any worse of a man than the man that you knew as your husband. I mean, he could have very well been doing those things to provide for she turns back again and she says, a little more stern, she goes, nobody dies for a reason around here. Now, what exactly does that mean? Everybody dies for a reason. Does she almost, in that sense, feel like she's trying to hint at something as if she's afraid to say something outright in here? Make an inside check. Mm. God, that's a five. Or six. Uh, hard to tell. Again, you're not sure if she's just frustrated at the situation. But she says that and looks over again at the picture, the painting of the two of them. She goes, sometimes it's out of your hands. What do you know about your husband's employer? He was doing a job for them when he met his end. That can't be a coincidence. Give it talk. They even went so far as to take his wedding ring. Why would somebody go and do that? We ever talk about them maybe being dirty? The only thing I know about that redstone place. They move things and nobody asks questions. Not even my husband. That's all I know. I feel like whatever job my husband was working last night, I feel like it wasn't good. I say, uh, you know anything about who runs the place? They have any connection to the, uh, they have any connection to the, uh, the family that runs a little mining village southeast of here? Red Bricks? Not that I know of. I don't know anything about these people. I, uh, I had to. I love it. 
love it. I don't know anything about the redstone. I just, I just knew that my husband liked running across the city, seeing people, giving things out. Go see anything else in this place that looks out of the ordinary besides the kite. Um, do you step into the bedroom? She's still facing us. She's uh, she's kind of paced over into the kitchen now. If I need to make a stealth check, I will. I'll wait till she's out of sight. Uh, I'll try to slip yeah, in there and look. Make a, uh, I don't want her to have any chance to hide anything from me. She goes back to the kettle like she's going to make tea. I'll I, I'll tea. look over at him and be like. Yeah, I'll, I was gonna say I'll, I'll know what he's trying to do. I'll, I'll go ahead and try to ask her some more questions. Okay. Yeah. Roll stealth check. Your husband. Fuck. You know what? I'll burn it. I'll even burn another DB on it. I'll give you. Hey, that's eleven. Now wait a minute. That's 17. that's twelve. Plus yeah, plus your six because I have a plus one. Yeah, you kind of manage. The door's not all the way closed, but it's enough for you to kind of suck your gut in a little bit and slide between the door and it doesn't make a creak. Yo, husband maybe talked about uh, any of the last few jobs that he may have had currying items. Anything that his boss may have asked him out of the ordinary? Not particularly. I just know that sometimes he stayed out late and sometimes he came back early. It was just at the mercy of wherever the job took him. As you sneak into the bedroom. Now you just hear them going, <laughs> Yeah, you suck in the other room. Suck your gun in a little bit, slide between the door and the wall. You get in I there. Like, I was like, oh, I'm getting too old for this. And you see a bed, unmade, and two side tables. And maybe I'll, I'll quickly go over there. Can I tell by what's on the end tables which one he slept on? Uh, yeah, like... Kind of, she's got like perfume and shit on his yeah, or hers, and her side looks like what you'd assume. It has like a small perfume bottle, and that same. It looks like maybe they had another person draw another little picture of them over there as well. And then what you'd assume on his side, it kind of just looks like an extra pair of shoes are tucked up underneath his nightstand with um, a small little book. I'll definitely take the book. I'll pocket the book real quick, just in case I get caught. I'm gonna take it. Oh okay. shit! And then on her I'll side, take the book, and then I want to search the end, both the end tables. Okay, yeah. Uh, just barely pulling the drawers out to make as little sound as possible. Uh, yeah, they don't look like they have a whole lot in them. It kind of looks like maybe this is where they keep some of their. Uh, his side looks like it has a pair of scissors, and maybe like a razor blade. And her side looks like it has a brush. Uh, nothing fancy. What else um, is in the room besides the bed? Any like dressers or anything? Uh, under a, the bed, perhaps. Yeah, besides you, the shoes, you and look the book. under the bed and it doesn't look like there's anything down there. You do see a dresser though. There's a dresser. I'm just as much time as I gather, he's able to stall her before she wonders where I am. If I'm out of sight, yeah. I'm just gonna turn over as much as I can. Okay. Anything? Um, any? Any uh, jewelry boxes? Anything like that that I think somebody might put something either valuable. Or that they don't want any, that they think somebody won't look in. I want to search. Uh, there is a jewelry box. You open it, and it doesn't look like anything of note, though. You open up the first, the top level on the dresser drawer. You see a note folded up in there. And a pocket pussy. Well, maybe, I don't know. Just a mage hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is a note 
that is uh it looks like it's face down whatever is it where i could turn it over and read it real quick i don't want to waste i I know that in any moment she's going to wonder where i went it looks like it's folded i take it still closed i take it yeah you pocket the Uh, note I've, we gotta get anything we She's can. She's gonna and notice something's up. But I, hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm you with pocket it. the note and you slide the drawer back closed as you stomach your way back through the door again. As she uh, quickly, the tea finally, she pulls it off, sets it down. She goes, "More tea for the two of you." I wouldn't wouldn't say no. She pours you another cup. I'll say. Uh, Mind if I smoke in here? Not at all. Say, uh, she walks I'm over. You were the one that she, I, I reached down and she I'm has like, like a, a wooden paned window and she just slides it up a little bit. I'll kind of pat my uh, pockets, look over at him for a minute, look back at her and say, uh, Damn, must have left my matches out in the hall. I swear I dropped something out of my pocket. You mind if I step out and look for him? Or do you, or you got one I could use? You mind? Um, she she thinks. One, but I don't know what game you're playing at here. Yeah, she thinks for a second. She goes, "My husband usually takes the matches with him." It's quite. A, I I know I dropped it in the hall. I we right before we walked in. Old mind, finally catching up with me. I'll be right back. I think I know exactly where it is. Yeah, she finishes. She goes to finish pouring your cup. I step out, and right as I come out the door. I open the note and read it. Uh, the note is sealed with a wax stamp. Does wax it have any? Seal. Do I recognize the seal? The seal is uh, it's a red pressed, and it looks like uh, it's the shape of like a house. So you know it has like the pointed top where it'd be like a triangle, and then it goes straight down. But the the lines that go down sort of angle a bit, and then it has a flat bottom, and it's, that's just the shape. So one could say like a ship. Perhaps. I mean, one could, one could say that. No name or anything on the stamp? Nope, just looks like that. Any When I flip over to the front side of the envelope of the note, for example, does it have a name on it? It says, Miss R.R. Interesting. Rashida what? Rashida who? I open it. At this point, at this point, like... We can't rule anything out. I pop it open. I, I unseal it out right outside the door. Yeah, you uh, pop it open. And it says... Hold on, I wrote it down. And is it? And how is Miss? Is it M-R-S? M-I-S-S? M-S? It is M-S. M-S-R-R. Interesting. As you pop the note, very so somebody was calling her a widow before they even knew that she was a widow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I popped that yeah, bad pop boy. the note, and all it says in very small handwritten font on the top half of the page. Damn, I was going to ask her how long she'd been cheating on her husband, too. Okay, sorry. It says, see that you have him gone. This is the debt you owe. Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay, I thought she was just a cheating trifling hoe. That's that's. I mean, she still might be. <laughs> yeah, that's all it says. 
I don't know why, but I just immediately got cheating vibes. <laughs> well, is the debt you owe? Yeah, it's the debt you owe. I'll say, well, I'll be damned. I'll fold it up. Now I will walk down the hallway, so she opens the door. It looks like I actually went somewhere. Pretend to pick something up in case anybody's looking through a peephole. And as I'm walking back, hey, I don't leave any stone unturned, baby. I know this game rolls. <laughs> I open the book. Is it like a diary of some kind? It looks. I just want to thumb through it as I'm walking back to. It to looks leave. like it's a bunch of alone. blueprints on how to make kites. It looks like this man was drawing up a bunch of blueprints to draw to make a bunch of different kites. What a sweet. Tyron didn't guy. deserve this. What a king. <laughs> That's what I'll say on my way back to myself. Tyron didn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. And I'll close the book and put it away. Same with the note. I'll put it like in an interior what pocket. God's damn king. And then I'll open the door. Sorry about that. <laughs> Found them. You believe that? Anyways, and then I'll go sit by the window to where my back's to the window and I can see both of them, especially her now. And I'll just keep giving him a look every so often. It's kind of like a stare. You look back at her like this. I'll go. I'll make an inside. I'm going to make an inside check on him. That's only an eight. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of like. As I'm, okay. as I'm kind of hitting the pipe and just kind You're of... You're unsure if he's, like, keep asking her questions or... Yeah, what do you want exactly? Turn my head and blow the smoke out the window being courteous. And she uh, she puts the kettle back and she goes, well, You're free to finish your tea, but um, if that's all you have, then... I have a question. I realize this is kind of a... Well, let's be honest. A dump. You guys owe anybody any money? No, you said your husband didn't have any enemies that my colleague here questioned you earlier. But you didn't say anything about owing anybody any money. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? Other than the city, you don't owe anybody anything. No, I'll say... uh, 14. I'll say uh, no no debts that you owe, perhaps. And then just stare right into her eyes. Almost as if a switch flips within her, she gets this sudden air of confidence to her. Almost exuding sort of like a um, false confidence. Is that that fucking deflection? And after I ask that question, I'll then look over at you. Yeah. yeah, she has sort of this air of confidence that washes over her a bit that you can tell just from like your insight check and you saying that. And uh, she says, like I said, my husband worked an honest job and I kept the home. The only people we owe are each other in this city. Yeah. That seems like a bit of a coincidence. You get to keep the home. Oh, where do you call it much of a home? I'd agree. Home is what you make it. Dutiful love to your partner. To always honor them and never betray them. Something a married woman would know all about, wouldn't she? She's. She was pouring herself a cup of tea. She slams the kettle down with her back facing you. She goes, puts her hand on the counter. You can tell she's kind of like 
hunched over the the counter. She goes, "What are you suggesting, officer?" All I'm suggesting, man of observations, cut and dry, black and white. That's all. We'll be in touch, and I'll put a bureau uh, card with our with the bureau's address on it on the the coffee table. JJ, let's go. I do have one more question before we leave. Yeah, as I'm going to like get my coat yeah. and hat she off hasn't, the rack. She hasn't turned around yet. She goes, this is your last one. Well, I'll make it a good one. How long have you been cheating on your husband? When he says that, I'll immediately turn around <laughs> with like my coat on and my hat about to be on my head. And I'll be like, <laughs> she does not even turn around. And she goes, she says, almost like she's, a, again, choking back something, but she's trying to give an air of confidence. She says, he was going to make me a kite one day. He knew that's the thing I've loved since I was a kid. He told me we were going to go out in the hills and fly them all. A whole, a whole flock of kites. Get out of my apartment. It's a shame that won't ever happen, miss. It's not the answer I was expecting, but... JJ, let's go. Right now. Have a great day. Have a good day, miss. As you're walking out, make a perception check. As you were putting on your coat and your hat. Nope. <laughs> you make a perception check as you're walking out. Oh, thank God. Okay, as you're walking out in the wastebasket, you see a small matchbook. Is it... We'll Unused. Uh, I'm gonna... taking the tr- yeah. <laughs> taking those. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's on top, right? Thank you, miss. I mean... It's like down on the bottom. This is You're a George. Like, this is a George Costanza version. Yeah. Oh, okay. The eclair was on top. Yeah, uh, no, sitting it's like, on its paper. It's like a fairly empty wastebasket, and it's down on the bottom. Okay, but you can I'll see just... it's a matchbook that is completely full of matches. I'll just take note of that then, and uh, I won't say anything. I'll just leave. Okay, yeah. When we step out, we're walking down the hall. Read this now. All right, well, I don't think my suspicions were quite right, but... Look at the front. Before you do, look at the front. Miss. M.S. They already thought she was a widow. Or at least... What's the last... What's the R last name about? Maybe she's been going around parading herself as somebody that she... Isn't really. Maybe whoever sent this letter, perhaps. Maybe that's her first, her maiden name. Hmm. Well, see that you have him gone. This is the debt you owe. I suppose we have another lead to go and ask Chief Alabaster about then. Yeah, as you get a, you get a call on your pocket. <laughs> yeah, where's my little, my little horn noise? About to say, I was about to call his Maybe ass and have him tell somebody to keep watch on her as you gavel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah yeah you need to have a, a watchman stand outside their apartment building yeah you get a, you get a feel in your pocket <laughs> i'll say uh roll my eyes because you guys were about to go down the stairs crane Rose. alabaster what have you found hope it's going well Sure, you already know who he works for. Check them out too. 
Wife is suspect. Found note. Said, see that you have him gone. This is the debt you owe. Yeah. Not even five seconds later, he goes, we'll have someone watching apartments. Good luck. Nice. Yep. And then I'll just, then I'll put the thing away. Alabaster's going to keep a man watching the door. She knows we're on to her. We can't afford her escape. Well, I guess it was at least a good thing to see your reaction. That's what I wanted. Either way, let's go check out the employer. I think these two things are intertwined. I agree. Let's do it. Yeah, um, you would know on your map that this Redstone, uh, you know, delivery company place, they are in the... If this is the west, and you found his body sort of in the southeast, this is sort of the northwest quarter of the city. Dude, I have to pee so bad. Go up here? Like this here? Yeah, kind of round up in there. Not too far, then. Let's head out of here, so. Yeah. So you hit the street. We need to be real careful when we go to this employer. Don't follow, don't follow my lead and be as brazen as we were with the wife. These people, if they had him hit, they'll do it to us too. We probably already know too much already. These are going to be smart people. She's more of a pawn, if anything. If she got mixed up in with the wrong people. I'm not saying she's innocent, but... We can't are... rule anything out at this point. She's a suspect. Absolutely. She knows something. These, these are the ones that we got to be careful and choose our words wisely. Let's see what we can turn up from the employer's. We get anything that hits, we'll bring it back to her and question her further. Yeah, as you step out onto the street, Good. the gray sky getting just a little grayer with little peaks of sun. Maybe it looks like it's going to rain tonight. Another rain. There's other targets involved in this. They'll strike tonight. That's exactly what I was just thinking. If we, I, I put a lookout on every every corner if we could. Keeping somebody making sure the wife doesn't leave is good enough. She knows we're on to her. She'll try to leave town. We can't let that happen. Yeah, but if she's not exactly our murderer, which it doesn't really seem. Women aren't really the stabbing type. They're more. They more do poisonings or. You know, I mean, we, they don't like to get their hands dirty. With one more good piece of evidence, we got enough to convict her as is. She'll leave town. Ah. Uh, We'll see. She's involved in something. That's enough to stick. But yeah, you uh, you all hit the street and start heading up towards the, uh, the northwest part of town, part of the city, rather. Uh, it takes you a half hour to walk up there, and uh, you pull right up on it. It's a large office building. It doesn't have a sign or anything out front, but uh, actually has a glass door. And etched in the glass says, uh, Redstone Movers. All right. I think the way we laid this out last time, you got the dabonair attitude. You got the looks. You're younger. You shake down who we got to get. I'll use this and look around. Well, sounds like a good plan to me. Seems like it Perfect. worked last time, I suppose. 
Yeah. You got me, just so we know from here on out. You got something good? You want me to know about it? Raise your right eyebrow twice. I can do that. Absolutely. Same goes for you. Last partner and I did that. Worked out pretty well. Now he's dead. That's a new partner. <laughs> <laughs> it's open to interpretation. Just a little backstory for old uh, Frey and Crane here. Anyway, yeah, I'll go right in. Yeah, you uh, two open the door, and there's an office desk right there. It's like a guy sitting behind it. His feet kicked up, and he goes, eating some kind of sandwich, probably lunch. Uh, he goes, oh, I um, uh, wipe some crumbs off his face. Says, uh, he flashed the badge when they're walking in. Yeah, he says like one word. He's like, eh. Oh, minute of your time, sir. Friend has some questions. How can I help the bureau today? Uh, Same deal. I'm looking around in the lobby, looking for anything like uh, like logs that are open on display of who's doing what, what time, anything like that. We need to speak with the employer of uh, one tyrant pinquill. The boss we got here is Clinton. I suppose Quentin's the man we need to speak with. <laughs> you walk right in here and want to speak to Quentin? Uh, that. Is he someone of importance that he's too good to talk to the Bureau? Hmm. Some would say. Seems like these detectives are... Uh, seems like these detectives... Are, uh, are, seems like these fine gumshoes are hot on the trail of the killer. But just who is this Quentin? And just how important is he?